Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to episode eight of Spoiler Season. Uh, we're going to be looking at a couple of cards that were spoiled late last night, and then everything that was spoiled today. Uh, Katie is back. Welcome back to my melodious voice, folks. So uh, we're going to be uh, doing our, our kind of traditional thing, but uh, Min will be back next week, and we might even have another special guest to Aren't look forward you to. Lucky. All right. So starting off today with. Dynavolt Tower. This is a three-cost artifact. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, get two energy. Tap, pay four energy. Five energy? Five. Five energy. And din, whatever, this tower deals three damage to target creature or player. What do you think? Well, this is a really nice way to fuel energy. Um, I, I mean... I think the tap, pay five, deal three damage to target creature or player is fine. Um, I think that this is like a reasonable energy sink in the late game when you you know you're not drawing a card that requires energy uh this is almost like having something that's does something good and then you have like an activated ability that costs x or is repeatable and you can just kind of sink your stuff your mana into it to get some kind of benefit out of it when it's no longer useful um, I, I see this filling a kind of a similar role uh, if you have a deck that just really wants energy and is really hungry for energy um, then this card is really good at providing it. And then in the late game, when you have maybe a little bit of extra energy and you know where really to put it, then this is a decent place to put it. But I, I also wonder whether, like, this is a three-mana artifact and it's pay five for three damage. Etherwork Marvel is a four-mana artifact and has six for a much more powerful effect. Yeah. I, I'm not super excited about this. I think three is kind of a lot. You have to cast three instants or sorceries to be able to use the ability once. That's assuming you're not getting energy from any other source. Which I think is pretty unlikely, given that I think only an energy deck wants this. Right. So I actually think the ability is probably pretty easy to use. Yeah, but is it even that good? I mean, three damage is is good. Like I said, I don't think the ability is very is like great in the earlier mid-game. I think that you play this card because you want energy. And this is going to be have to be in some kind of like energy control deck, or right. uh, and or combo deck, right? Something that's trying to go off with energy, sure, um, and, and maybe do some kind of a storm thing with the life gain <laughs> card, right? I think yeah. that being able to pick up lots of energy makes the some of the spells we've seen a lot better, right? It makes the uh, red one lightning strike type card better uh, because now when you cast that, now you get five. Right, five energy. I think the black removal spell, the black one, add two. Ugh. Now you get four, right? So it becomes a grasp of darkness. Um, so I think that this powers up a lot of the energy removal spells. But again, what you mentioned earlier is like this is a three mana do nothing. So I, I don't think I feel comfortable most of the time playing a three mana do nothing unless you want this as a combo piece. I yeah. think that this card is a combo piece, and it there may or may not be a shelf for it. We gotta wait and see. Yeah. I also, I'm looking at this from a limited perspective, and I'm thinking, you're so creature-heavy and limited, you're probably not going to get very much benefit off of this. I would agree with that. I think that this card is not great and limited unless you really draft, like, the energy deck. And even then... <laughs> and even then, it eh. still seems like you probably have better ways to get energy. Yeah. Let's move to our next card, which is translated currently as Night Owl. 
I find it hard to believe there's an enchantment actually called Night Owl, so <laughs> that might be updated. Um, but Night Owl costs black, black, two. It's an enchantment. Uh, and it enters the battlefield with seven time counters. At the beginning of your draw step, you draw an additional card and remove two time counters from Night Owl. Your maximum hand size is equal to the number of time counters on Night Owl. And whenever you discard a card, you lose one life. So again, the wording here is not precise because the translation seems to be a little bit iffy, but this is roughly the card that we're working with. Right. What deck do you think wants this, Katie? I think you want to run this in a deck that generally will lay down its hand. So something that's playing cards on its turn, so like a black mid-rangey aggro style deck so that they don't run out of gas, they keep drawing cards, they're not taking damage. Yeah, the other the other deck could be a madness deck, so maybe like red black vampires, then you're using the discard to some advantage. And it's fast and wants to empty its hand anyways, like you mentioned. True, so it actually fits both criteria. Yeah, but even like if you are kind of a faster mid-range deck, this is again like this is slow card draw, right? You can draw three cards over the course of three turns, but you could also cast Read the Bones and draw three cards. Painful right Truths, right? Painful Truths, three cards. Read the Bones, cast two right away. So it, it depends because this sits around for a turn. It's probably not going to be removed because it's not a creature, but you don't even draw an extra card until the next turn. Which and don't forget, while matter. this is going on, your hand size is shrinking. True, but I, it, in the decks that we're talking about, that you don't care. You you don't have seven cards in hand. You probably don't even have five cards in hand. I, I hope you don't. You're in a bad place if you can't lay down your cards. Oh, absolutely. I just think that even in those decks, Painful Truth is just better. <laughs> right? Yeah. Unless you're like, even if you're two colors, if you're two colors, you get to pay three mana to draw two this card, and then you're like, you're done. You've drawn your two cards. You don't have to write your hand size. You're all set. This card takes two turns after you cast it to draw you the two cards while also shrinking your hand size, which, like, maybe is not relevant, but it yeah. seems, uh, I don't know. It reminds me a little of Avaricious Dragon, where people were like, oh, with Madness, this is going to be really good. You get to, you know, wheel your hand every turn and Madness everything out. And you have a 4-4. Four, four. I think it's a 4-4, four, four, right? Yeah, you have a 4-4. Four, four. But it didn't really see much play, uh, despite letting you draw extra cards and then making you discard your hand. And I think that this card is pretty similar. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't have high hopes for this. Yeah. One thing that you could consider this with is, do you remember that card we talked about earlier that you can tap to add an extra counter to any permanent? Doesn't it cost three mana to do that? Yep. <laughs> so I, I could pay three mana for Painful Truths, or I could pay massive amounts of mana to keep my hand somewhat decently sized because it only has one counter and I'm taking away two counters at a time. That's right. Yeah, that seems like a terrible yeah. combo. Yeah, no problem. You're welcome. Things uh, that you might not have noticed. See, this is this is why we keep you around, Katie. <laughs> Our next card is maybe a little more playable. We'll see. Uh, currently translated as Aerial Gatherer which is probably unlikely because it's an instant, but we'll see. Uh, it is white two for exile target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Draw a card. It is an instant. It is an instant. And this is a blink effect that cantrips. Yeah, which is really nice. Um, we So we were talking earlier today, there's a ton of blink effects in this set. 
which is nice with all the ETBs. And in particular, of course, we're thinking about the Gear Hulks right now. But the Cantrip is really nice. It, it's hard not to immediately compare this to Essence Flux, which is just blue for Blanket Creature. And if it's a spirit, you get plus one, plus one token or uh, counter, which is usually not relevant. So the question is, do you rather, would you rather cantrip or spend less mana? Yeah, even in comparing it in white, right? Long Journey Home is, uh, you know, very similar for two mana. So you're paying an extra mana to draw that card. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I feel like um, usually Essence Flux is used to kind of counter in the Spirits deck, right? To counter the removal spell and then also, you know, rebuy one of the ETB triggers and also give it a plus one plus one counter. If it was just Blink a Creature, I don't know if it would see play in the Spirits deck. I think that in order for a pure Blink effect to see play, it needs to be either an absurdly good ETB deck where like you're always going to have ETB stuff out and you can always blink it for really good value or it needs to be at least card advantage neutral. So being able to draw a card here, I think is really important. Do I think this is going to slot into most decks or lots of decks with uh, gear hulks or ETBs? I don't, I don't think it's good enough. Uh, Three mana, even for cantripping is a lot and I don't have super high hopes for it, but it's something to, to again, I've said this about a couple cards, it's something that I will be keeping in the back of my mind in case the correct shell uh, for this emerges, such as, <laughs> yeah, emerge, not emerge, emerge doesn't really want this, but uh, like a uh, lots of gear hulks deck <laughs> with Reflector Mage and Displacer. Yeah. Well, let's talk about another card that this could pair with, a little bit dubious, but nah. this is a dubious challenge. Green three for a sorcery. Look at the top 10 how, cards. How is how going to pair with this card? Well, the bounce. Oh, you can only blink creatures you control with that white uh, two card. Okay, I missed, yeah. I missed that clause. Sorry, sorry I interrupted you. Uh, read off your dubious challenge. Yes. I shouldn't have challenged you while you were reading it. Very, very good. Anyways, look at the top 10 cards of your library. Exile up to two creature cards from among them then shuffle your library target opponent may choose one of the exiled cards and put it onto the battlefield under his or her control put the rest onto the battlefield under your control so i was mistaken that you could not target your opponent's creatures however one thought that has come up is if you're giving your opponent a creature and you can blink it it will come back under your control it will so you can eldrazi displacer it Mm-hmm. Right, uh, which you know, I'm just throwing that out there. We keep coming back to this card. Well, let's 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 be fair. I keep coming back to this card. <laughs> uh, I I really like Eldrazi Displacer, and it's I think it's really card. good. Or it is really uh, really quite the, quite the card, and I would love to continue to play it in standard. Yes. Just tonight, I uh, was playing against what was it, uh, like mono red Eldrazi in standard, and uh, while doing so, I locked him out with uh, Reflector Mage plus Eldrazi Displacer. And that feeling, it's a good <laughs> feeling. It's a feeling you don't you don't get often in standard. Yeah. Sorry, so we're talking about dubious challenge, right? Uh, right. So we can blink with Eldrazi Displacer, and that is one way to do it. Uh, we can also... Reflector Mage it. Reflector Mage it. Back you to can our also, own hand. Yeah, you can also use um, Just the Wind to bounce it, and it has kinds of bounce spells work. 
Um, so there's some ways to do this. Four mana is really cheap for this effect. So it's potentially a very powerful effect. Yeah, I. it is very powerful. Just on first blush, you know, your opponent is going to pick the better of two creatures. Assuming you even find two creatures. If you find one, you just gave your opponent a creature for four mana. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I think, like, looking at ten cards... You really should hit. Ve- yeah, you should. <laughs> you know, there's some deck building constraints again, like there were with Collected Company, um, but they're loosened because it doesn't care about converted mana cost. Right. So as long as you're running like 25 creatures, you should be fine. Yeah. But then the other thing is, you know, you really, really have to build around this card because they get to pick first. It's a May, so they're going to pick the better creature. You're left with the worst creature. You've just paid four mana to give your opponent a good creature and give yourself a bad one. So you need to have an immediate way to deal with the fact that you gave your opponent good stuff. Seems dubious. <laughs> yes. Um, so we mentioned all the blink effects. The other idea that I've seen floating around is an idea of running a very synergistic deck where even if your opponent gets one of your creatures, it's not really that good for them. For example, um, green-white humans or green-white ex-humans. If I play this card and I take a Thalia's Lieutenant and a Heron's Grace Champion, my opponent, I mean, will probably take the Heron's Grace Champion because it's a 3-3, but that's all it is. It's a 3-3. And then if they take the Thalia's Lieutenant to prevent me from getting it, they get a 1-1, and I get a Heron's Grace Champion. So this, like... You can definitely break the symmetry with this card um, if you're in kind of a tribal deck, maybe like dwarves. But dwarves is red-white, so I guess not. Probably not running green, yeah. Uh, But, you know, maybe humans wants this, possibly, as kind of a pseudo-company replacement-ish. It's not an instant. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's still like, you're still giving your opponent a body. (laughs) One thing that I found interesting about this card, because I too think that like, this is a super build around me card that definitely seems to be terrible. Right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, so after reading it, the thing that jumped out at me is uh, after looking at the top 10 cards of your library and exiling two creatures, you shuffle your library, which does not fit the formatting of uh, other cards we've seen like this, where you put them on the oh. bottom, right? In a, a random order or in any order like Collected Company. So you get a shuffle out of this. Does that change the value of the card? No. Are you sure? Uh, n- no. Okay, okay. Some, you know, sometimes maybe in a nice. different format. I don't know. I just yeah. So I guess in other formats, I mean, no, still no with the shuffle. Shuffle does. It's not. You know, I was kidding. Um, but in other formats, another possibility is to run a bunch of bunch of hateful creatures that are have universal effects that don't really affect you. So you run this in a deck with like Magus of the Moon, right? Because then your opponent's like, well. Whether I choose it or not, I'm kind of in trouble because my non-basics are going to be mountains. Right. right? Um, or, you know, like Death and Taxes, uh, where that deck really doesn't care about its own effects very much, but it definitely can have an effect on the opponent. Right. Those are good thoughts. Sure. All right. So there's there's maybe a home for it, but but we're dubious. Yes. Yes. And uh, only we, we hopefully will not make any more dubious puns with dubious. It's not, it's not even a pun. We're just we're just we're using just, part of the using, title of the card. Yeah, I challenge you to use dubious in a different sense. This is going downhill really fast. Let's move on. Uh, our next card is card is Cloud Blazer, blue white three for a two two flying. 
When Cloud Blazer enters the battlefield, you gain two life and draw two cards. So I know the Gear Hulk stood out at you, the blue Gear Hulk, just because it had card draw stapled onto it. Oh, yeah. So here's another blue card, some blue card draw for you. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the, the comparison that jumps out at me is Moldrifter. Right, Moldrifter, five mana, two two, flying, ETB, draw two cards. The thing that this card's missing that Moldrifter had is the evoke, where you can cast it, cash it in for two cards for three mana mm. if you really need to. I think in limited, this card's really, really good. A two two flyer is great. Like five mana, sure, that's not awesome, but it's a two two flyer, and you get a little life buffer, which may or may not be relevant, and you get to draw two cards. You get to refuel in the late game. I really like this card in limited. Um, in Constructed, I do think this could see play. I do. I think that if there's some kind of a blue-white control deck, this is almost like a really late-game Wall of Omens-ish thing that can also put on a little bit of pressure. Like, your opponent does have to answer this. It's a 2-2 flyer. Um, assuming you're able to keep the air free because you're a control deck, right. um, you're going to be paying them for two. And, and that can add up fast, especially if they've already taken some, some damage. So this is a card that uh, I think probably merits testing if there's a shell like that, if there's some kind of a blue-white control shell. Um, I think that in a mid-range deck, generally you're going to want to run the Gear Hulks over this. Mm, yeah. Even in a control deck, you might just want to run the blue <laughs> Gear Hulk. Like, yeah. its ability is often going to be worth at least two cards. Yeah. And it has a much bigger body than a 2-2, even though it lacks flying. And the flash is just so good. I think I've convinced myself that you just run your hooks <laughs> over Cloud Blazer. Yeah, I know. I saw this card and immediately... I really wanted it to have flash because I, I did see it in a control deck that's trying to draw cards and and probably a blue, like, counterspellsy control deck. So you're not necessarily tapping out on your turn. And, and it feels bad to play this creature and then not have the counter magic up when they play something terrible on turn five or six. Um, the other thought I had, I just noticed this is a human. Oh, it is. Is this potentially playable in Bant humans? Or no. is it, it's just like, it's just... Way too slow. Yeah. Bant humans, like drawing cards is nice, but we have Tireless Shock to do that. We have Thraven Inspector right. to do that. We have Dustwatch Recruiter to do that. Right. We have a lot well, of built-in card advantage. Green card draw engines. Exactly. Classic exactly. card draw color. Uh, and I don't think... Uh, we want a five mana two two. Yeah. Uh, I think that's way <laughs> too slow. It feels pretty bad. Yeah, I know like companies rotating, so we're no longer super restricted to three mana spells. But I actually think the human deck mostly wants to stay at three mana. Um, I think maybe adding Inherent's Grace Champion at four is a good idea. Um, Tamio can stay in the deck, but overall Gear, you want to keep it pretty low. Maybe. I, I actually, I mean, I think the Gear Hulks are very good. We've think... talked about it a little bit. I think it's interesting that. We're already seeing this effect just in this conversation where a card that maybe was playable is rendered probably unplayable because Gearhulks are just better. Yeah. Which is almost a little worrisome because this is kind of the effect we saw back when the Titans were in Standard, where at six mana, whatever color you were in, that Titan was the best thing that you could be doing, and it, it just shut out all of the other cards at six mana, a lot of them, because like it, you know, they're just better. So I wonder whether uh, these Gear Hulks, which do seem to be more reasonable than the Titans by far, <laughs> the Titans were busted, uh, but I wonder what kind of suppressive effect that they'll have on the rest of the format. Sure. 
Sure. I'm still really curious to see the Red Gear Hulk. Yeah, why are they holding it off? Right. Is it because it's so good or because it's so bad? (laughs) ETB, target creature can't block till end of turn. Woo! Or ETB, blow up seven lands. Dude, broke. Or somewhere in the middle. Something in the middle. Yeah. Um, Next up, we have Unlicensed Disintegration. Red, black, one, instant, destroy target creature. If you control an artifact, unlicensed disintegration deals three damage to that creature's controller. All right, so quick side note, this card gets the flavor award for today. It has some nice flavor text. I'd stand back if I were you. And um, yeah, I I just like the idea that you're illegally destroying these artifacts and hurting people. I don't know. I like your appreciation of flavor. <laughs> um, so this card is good. If you are in black-red, this is just strictly... Can I say that? I mean, everyone always attacks. Everyone who says strictly better. This is pretty much strictly better than murder. Yes. Um, you. It's easier to cast. Red-black is easier than black-black in a red-black deck. Uh, you get to destroy a creature just like murder does. It's an instant just like murder. And this... Uh, it has the upside of if you control an artifact, you get to kill something. I guess, like, it's multicolored, so it's not strictly better if a creature has protection from multicolored. Have we seen that? No, I'm just thinking, like... Oh, okay. So in you're... terms of generally strictly better, yeah. Okay. So it doesn't quite work. But I guess in standard... In the current standard, it's strictly yeah, better. because there's no pro-red, For a black-red right? deck. No pro-red. Like, mm. Dramoki's Command is rotating, and that would just prevent the damage, which... Like, right. So no, I don't think there's any pro-red right now. Okay. Yeah, so I think this card's super good. Um, <laughs> I think that if there's a Grixis deck or a Jun deck that is controlling, or even just not controlling and wants a removal spell, this is great. Um, this has the potential to, you know, kill a creature and then also maybe kill a Planeswalker. Um, I, I think, just think this is a really good card. Oh, yeah, uh, you can redirect it. Yeah, totally. And it's so it's looking like it's going to be pretty easy to get artifacts incidentally. Oh, yeah, totally. Servos or Thopters or Clues. Um, it, I think it's going to be pretty common that this card is just blow something up in DL3. I don't think that that's going to be trinket text at all. Yeah. I agree. I think it's very good. Yeah, this is, a, I think, a pretty solid, constructed, uh, playable card. Totally. Next up is Underhanded Design. This is a black one for an enchantment. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. It also has black one, sack it, destroy target creature, activate this only if you control two or more artifacts. So this is one of the first cards that cares about artifacts enter the bat entering the battlefield like gives you some benefit for it yeah aside from the metal craft land that we had early on sure that's not enter the battlefield though that's if you control at the beginning of your upkeep oh sorry i thought right. you were referring to that with the second ability because that also cares about the number of artifacts oh sure control. well there's a lot of those right like the um metallurgic uh what's it called the blue one metallurgic summonings yeah metallurgic yeah, summonings. That thing also like creates artifacts on its own as well though Right. This does not. Yeah. But, yeah, this is also not very good. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> it's it's black one for extort only on artifacts. And you have to pay for it. Right. Extort only extort. on artifacts. Sure, yeah. Sure. And, like, so that, that in and of itself is not great. You get to sack it and kill something. That's cool. I don't really want to pay four mana to kill something, even if it is a, like, in two installments. I think, like, both effects individually are, are pretty weak. 
And I think that here, the flexibility of caring only about one of them or both of them doesn't quite make up for the fact that I, I just don't know where you want this. Yeah. I mean, it's better that it's not four mana to kill a creature. Yeah. Because we have good kill spells, unlicensed disintegration, for instance, at three mana. So two over two turns is nice. But yeah, I just, I don't think it makes the cut. Yeah. It, it might in limited. I mean, removal is just always valuable in limited and probably late game, you know, you have extra mana floating around, so you can always pay for the extort. You, like, make thopters or some sort of artifact incidentally, and, and this could get you some good value. Yeah, what do you think of this card in limited? I, I think it's fine, actually. Yeah? Like, I, I think you'll be making incidental artifacts often enough. I think it'll... The game's... Well, unless it becomes really aggro, but... I think the games tend to go long and limited, and so you'll have mana, and you'll always like you won't always be playing on curves, so you might have floating to pay for this, and and I just think removal is really good in limited. Yeah, I think that in limited this card is fine because it can kill something. I think if like you have a critical mass of artifacts, then you can run this, and it's a four mana removal spell. Although, like, I wouldn't play this for the drain. I don't think the drain is very Oh, yeah. Not just for the drain. I mean, it's mostly the removal. Like, in limited, it's just so frustrating when you can't deal with something your opponent plays. And four-mana removal, uh, four-mana to kill anything is a very good rate. Totally. Totally reasonable. Especially when you can do it in two installments. Right. And and you can pretty much assume in limited that you will have artifacts. Yeah. So, I think totally worth running for that second ability. So, let's move to another artifact card, uh, which is... Fragmentize. This is a white sorcery for a single white mana. Destroy target artifact or enchantment with converted mana cost four or less. This will see play. Main side. No sideboard. This uh, this sees play sideboard. This is basically so. Uh, it's going to depend on what color decks we have because right now we also have natural state. Natural state is green instant. Destroy target artifact or enchantment with converted mana cost three or less. So. Mm. If most decks in white are also in green, then I think you usually just run natural state. If four mana artifacts end up becoming very important and the key pieces to some decks, then I think you do fragmentize over natural state. Yeah, this is basically just a sideboard card uh, to kind of keep in check any kind of artifact deck that's gonna come out. Um, This is a good way in limited to deal with vehicles, to deal with any kind of the incidental things that they might have a single white mana is a really really good rate which is really important for these very narrow sideboard cards is they need to be cheap and efficient or this usually even then even though it's good at what it does it's just not worth it for more mana yeah i was thinking about them definitely as getting rid of vehicles and i just look back at sky sovereign console flagship and it's five mana so neither the green or the white removal will deal with this but most other vehicles are four or less. Yeah, a lot of the ones, especially the ones that we were talking about that we thought were really aggressive early, were, were the four drops. So sure. I think you might, depending on which ones are more popular, end up playing the white over the green removal. We'll see. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely depend just on, like, you know, are there enough artifacts at four to merit playing this? And then also, if all the decks are, like, white-black or white-blue, <laughs> then, you know, Obviously, you have to run the white one. Exactly. Yeah. So then you don't have a choice. Next up, we have Welding Sparks, red 2, instant. Welding Sparks deals X damage to target creature, where X is 3 plus the number of artifacts you control. Wow. 
So no matter what, it's three for three damage, instant speed. This is exactly what Red loves. In limited, yes. At least. I said at least. Okay. Right? It was a great removal spell in limited, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you run it in a deck where you think you're, I mean, where you're going to incidentally have artifacts that are good for some other reason or you're creating them. Oh, I run this in every deck. Really? Yeah, if I'm playing red and I see this card, I will draft this card. Oh, oh, you're talking limited. I was talking constructed. Oh, I'm sorry. In constructed, you think this is playable? I think it could be. Uh, If you're running a deck that has artifacts. I think that this is only playable in a mono red deck or a mono, like a red colorless deck. Because I think that if you're red black, which is the most, you know, common kind of I want removal spells red X color, then I think you just run unlicensed disintegration. You have access murder. to murder. You have access to grasp of darkness. Um, sure. Mainly disintegration because it's the same cost and uh, is only a single block. Yeah, I, I, I don't love it. I think it's mostly a limited card. I think that um, it can't hit players. It can't hit planeswalkers. Mm. So this is like just a decent removal spell. You really need the artifacts to make it good. But like, why bother when you could just run disintegration? Sure. What if you're in red, mono red or red green? Uh, I think if you're in mono red and you have like, so I'm thinking of, you know, it's on my mind because I just played against it tonight, but like the mono red Aldrazi deck, which was, had mono red Aldrazi, but it also ran a bunch of artifacts and thopters, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of deck and it ran out number, right? A number, be- which is a card that's bad everywhere except in that one deck because it went really wide and it was one mana to kill something. Um, I think this is pretty similar. I think that this would be a niche card in that kind of deck, which is going to happen to have a lot of artifacts, and maybe you want to clear out a blocker, and you don't have access to the better removal spells. But it's just hard, because like you could run that Lightning Strike card for two mana, and it's also an instant, and it's guaranteed to do three damage. And you know then you have to weigh, well, how often is the extra mana going to be worth a couple of extra points of damage? Especially if you have other ways of producing energy, I think the lightning strike thing is better than this. If you don't, and you're just heavy on artifacts, maybe this ends up getting the nod over the other thing if, like, four toughness cards end up being really relevant. Hmm. Okay. So our last card of the night, day, morning, whatever time you're listening to this, uh, is a card that I think is fantastic. Constructed staple right here. Smuggler's Copter. Two mana. Artifact Vehicle, 3-3, Flying, Crew 1, whenever Smuggler's Copter attacks or blocks, Loot! You draw a card, if you do, you may discard, uh, if you do, discard a card. That's so good! Yeah, this is, this is so solid. It's so good! (laughs) This basically is like, so I'm in an aggressive red-green deck, okay? I'm like, alright, play my 2-drop, and it's this card. Play in the next turn, I play my three drop, and I'm like, oh dang, my three drop doesn't have haste. I'm gonna tap it, turn my smuggler's copter into three flying damage, basically give like my guy unblockable three damage haste, like and ETB deal three damage, and then you get to loot. You get to loot for free. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. I think the flying helps. The flying is great, and it's a three three body. Yeah, three three is a great rate. For two! Right, and it's so easy to crew. Anything can crew it. It's one. Not anything. 
Okay. A Hedron crawler cannot crew this. All right, but a Hedron... Nor can Jace Vryn's prodigy. Apparently, he's a terrible driver. Jace is rotating, though. He's still a terrible driver. Yeah, but he doesn't even get to try to crew any vehicles. Do you think they'll reflect that in the flavor? you think they'll just not (laughs) let Jace drive on Kaladesh? Is he going to do Kaladesh? I thought it was just like Chandra and Probably show up and and eat the Ruble. He'll probably make an appearance. We'll see. He's doing paperwork for Avnica right now. Lame. Yeah, because he can't drive. He doesn't have his freedom. Maybe he's really just studying for his uh, learner's Driver's test, learner's room. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) What else has zero power and can't drive cars? Um, The plants that Nissa... Yeah, Nissa plants. They can't drive. Do you think it's just because like they're too weak to turn the steering wheel? That could be. Too weak to like put their push down on the gas. Push down the gas pedal. Yeah. Flavor right there. Yeah, we're, that, yeah, that's 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 that's. I'm sure that was intentional. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this card is is just really good. Like a two mana three three with flying is good. Yep. Always. And it's so easy to turn on, and it has the looting yeah. tacked on. And really, the key here is like you might think if I'm playing this in an aggressive deck, I don't want to be tapping my creatures to make this thing a creature. But really, this is this exists for the ETB guys, for the guys who come down, don't have haste, cannot attack right away. This is how you still are able to pressure and get in damage because you can tap something when it comes down to activate crew, even if it doesn't have haste, because um, you know, cruise an activated ability uh, that it doesn't care about summoning sickness. Yeah, card's great. All right, and on that note, we're gonna call it a night. So find us on Twitter, spoiler underscore season, Tumblr, spoiler season, and iTunes and Google Play also spoiler season, and SoundCloud. We're there too. Spoiler season. You know, doesn't really change. Same thing for everything. So I'm Katie. I'm Ryan. And this is spoiler, spoiler season. season.